to Be Alive. I'm Carly. And this is Pinky. And today we are going to discuss Larry Nasser. Um, we sort of had a plan to discuss Bruce MacArthur. Is that what his name is? You always tell me what it is. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's Bruce. Know. It's okay. Bruce because that's what the doc says. And um, that kind of didn't work out because Crime Junkie beat us to it. So we'll do that a different day. Um, <clears throat> so today we're going to talk about Larry Nasser. A lot of people are familiar with it, mostly because it is a heavy publicized case. Um, and it is pretty recent as well. Yeah, it's pretty recent. And with the Olympics coming back around um, this month, it's kind of right on time. Not to take away from anybody's accomplishments or successes, but... It's relevant to the times. So, um, let Carly kick it off. Born in 1963 in Farmington Hills, Michigan, Larry Nasser seemed to have a very normal average life. His older brother, Mike, began working as a student athletic trainer at North Farmington High School when Larry first became interested in the idea of being an athletic trainer. As soon as Larry moved from middle school to high school, his older brother, Mike, recommended Larry to the supervisor of student athletic trainers. This landed Larry a spot as a student athletic trainer for North Farmington's women's gymnastics team. Larry ended up enjoying his time as an, as an athletic trainer, and he even pursued kinesiology at the University of Michigan upon high school graduation. While he was in college, Larry continued his athletic training work for the University of Michigan's football and track and field teams. In 1985, Larry successfully graduated from the University of Michigan with a bachelor's degree in kinesiology, but he didn't stop there. Larry continued his education with Michigan State University Doctor of Osteopathic Medicine program. A year after being, beginning the doctorate program, Larry began working yet again as an athletic trainer, but this time for the USA Gymnastics national team. According to Wikipedia, Larry picked up several other athletic training gigs, including working as the team doctor for Holt High School and working with John Geddard at a gymnastics club named Twisters. Larry graduated from Michigan State University College of Osteopathic Medicine and shortly after took a job with MSU as an, as an assistant professor, which made hundred grand a year, according to Wikipedia. Along with his professor duties, Larry wrote many research papers regarding the treatment of gymnastics injuries, and in 1996, he began his journey as the National Medical Coordinator for USA Gymnastics. According to ESPN, in 1992, Larry Nasser preyed on his first sexual assault victim. At this time, Nasser was still in medical school but invited 12-year-old Trinea Gonzar to his apartment in Michigan where he told her that he was going to be doing medical research and needed some participants. Trinea agreed to be a participant in the study and Nasser told her that she would be compensated for her time with a free full body massage. During the massage, the 12-year-old girl claims that Nasser sexually assaulted her via vaginal penetration. Renea alleges that this was not the only time Nasser had sexually assaulted her and that it was common for the assaults to take place at a gymnastics facility near Lansing. 
When I read that many of Trinea's assaults took place at a gymnastics facility near Lansing, I wondered if it could be the Twist Stars place that Larry Nasser worked, worked at for so many years. I'm not really familiar with Michigan at all, so I did a little bit of research, and according to Google Maps, Twist Stars is 15 minutes from downtown Lansing, Michigan. Although I did not find anything in my research to confirm that Twist Stars was the uh, gym that Larry Nasser assaulted Trinea, but I feel that it is a possibility. In 1997, some parents from Twist Stars complain about how Larry Nasser acted toward their children. The complaints were really just swept under the rug and nothing ever came of it. So this is where we're kind of starting a timeline. Um, we pulled it from a website, but anyway, as we get into it, we'll get into some numbers and you'll see how many victims there were, how many allegations there were. So while we'll touch on as much as we can, there's no possible way we can touch on every single incident. <clears throat> so like Carly said, um, this happened in 1997. Three of Nasser's eventual 10 sexual assault convictions stemmed from his abuse against gymnasts at Twist Stars. Many of the survivors that came forward to speak against the abuse they suffered from Nasser during his criminal trial also said that they were abused at Twist Stars. Not only did they speak against Nasser, they said Twist Stars owner John Geddert fostered an environment for abuse by allowing Nasser one-on-one -on -one access to gymnasts in a back room. Geddert committed suicide in 2020, but his involvement in the Nasser scandal is still under investigation. Twist Stars was sold in February of this year. In 1997, Larissa Boyce and another gymnast told the head coach at MSU that they had been molested by Nasser. No action was taken. Per MLive.com, in 1997, at age 16, Larissa told former MSU gymnastics coach Kathy Clages that Nasser had penetrated her with his fingers. The coach didn't notify campus police, the university itself, or Larissa's parents. We'll insert a clip here of Larissa Boyce talking about the sexual assault. I finally realize that you made these choices to hurt so many little girls. You have brought these consequences upon yourself. And you have to live with the effects of them. Just as I will have to live with the pain, betrayal, and heartache you caused when you put your selfish desires ahead of my well-being. And the disturbing truth is, you could have been stopped back in 1997. You know that a teammate and I brought concerns about what you were doing to Kathy Clagus on the same night. She was a person I looked up to. She was a person I thought had my back. But instead of notifying authorities or even my parents, we were interrogated. In 2003, Nasser was publicly referred to as the, quote, crotch dog by an MSU volleyball player. This volleyball player is named Jennifer Bedford. When undergoing treatment, which we now know was abuse, she often told herself to stop being a baby. She ultimately blamed herself for Nasser's actions. 
In 2004, a 17-year-old girl told her parents that Nasser sexually assaulted her during an appointment that she had with him for her scoliosis. Police investigated this, but the detective determined that the things that Nasser did, they were like a valid medical treatment. I actually read <clears throat> that um, the detective that was on this case created a PowerPoint showing the uh, examples of what Nasser did and how they were a valid medical treatment, which I thought was kind of weird. Yeah, as we get into it, um, as we get further into what happened, it just gets weirder and weirder for me, but I'll let Carly continue. In 2014, alumnus Amanda Tom- oh. alumnus Amanda Thomashow accused Nasser of sexually assaulting her during a medical examination. He was cleared. Nasser was placed on leave by MSU. The school's investigator ultimately cleared Nasser and lifted his suspension, saying that Thomas Shaw didn't grasp the, quote, nuanced difference between medical care and abuse. In 2015, MSU handed over Thomas Shaw's case to Ingham County Prosecutor, asking for Nasser to be charged with a sexual offense. Prosecutor, The prosecutor declines to move further with the case, but I don't really understand because in 2014 they like cleared his cleared him and lifted his suspension and then how did we get from that to 2015 them giving it to the prosecutor and saying charge him with a misdemeanor sexual offense yeah um so i don't know if if the source was um you know got some things wrong or if something else was happening behind the scenes but that's what i'm saying this is at this point, at the 2015 point, it's where I start to like really question everything because not that everything we've discussed so far hasn't been disgusting and infuriating, but at this point, I wonder how this was able to go on for so long um, and why Larry was protected for so long. Um, I know Michigan State for basketball, for um, Coach Izzo. Uh, what's his name? Why am I drawing a blank right now? Place for the Warriors. Draymond. Draymond. What's his last name? Green. Draymond Green. Uh, golly, brain fart. Anyway, Draymond Green went there. Lots of uh professional NBA uh professional athletes went there. I've just always known it as a basketball school. Um. But I've never known it to be a gymnastics school. And not that I would because I don't follow gymnastics like that. Like everyone else during the Olympics, I tune in, obviously. Um, But I do follow college basketball, so that's a name that always pops up. They usually do well every year. Um, But, like, why? Why and how? Um, Does the gymnastics program bring in a ton of money? Um, why was the prosecutor protecting Nasser? Was there truly not enough evidence? Or maybe was the school paying the prosecutor? Was the prosecutor on the Michigan State payroll? Like, none of it makes sense. And we know, I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but we know for years and years and years and years that powerful men, rich men get protected, and that a lot of times women 
and men too, don't get believed when it comes to sexual assault. But I just can't wrap my mind around how all of these incidents kept coming up and he would just get slapped with maybe a suspension or um, they would talk about prosecuting him and then they would decide not to. One plus one doesn't equal two for me. Like I just don't understand how it went on for so long and how he got away with it for so long. Yeah, like, okay, I can I can maybe see how if, if there was one complaint against him, okay, sure, give him the benefit of the doubt, whatever. Okay, two is not a coincidence, I'm sorry. Mm-mm. Two complaints and he should have been done. He should have been prosecuted. There should have been something going on. Um, it should have stopped right there, in my opinion. And even even if he is an athletic trainer, and we know athletic trainer athletic trainers can do a lot of work on the body. Um, I feel like that's a profession where if you get one or two allegations, that means something's wrong. That means you're not doing your job right. That means you're taking advantage of the athletes. Um, and you would think that after one or two complaints that they would not let this guy alone with people. Like, he would have to be monitored. There would have to be a buffer. There would have to be somebody that watches. I don't I just don't understand that. That doesn't make any sense to me. It should have been taken more seriously from the very beginning. Yeah. In two thousand fifteen, Maggie Nichols from USA Gymnastics reported reported being abused. Internal invest investigations began. Um <clears throat> at this point I just want to reiterate that we are not trying to focus on negativity or take away from the accomplishments and the bravery of these women. We just have to insert some of these things to um, cover the whole story, provide details so people can understand. And one of the reasons why I'm saying that again is as we're doing promo today for the podcast, Maggie Nichols' dad actually started retweeting um, some of our stuff. So um, I know that doesn't really mean anything, but if he's retweeting it, you don't know who might see it or who may listen or tune in. And I just don't want to be the, we don't want to be the people to trigger anything for any of the survivors. Um, with that being said, after reporting Larry, Nichols was left off of the 2016 Olympic team. Um, I actually read that she roomed with Simone Biles during this time. And everybody knows Simone Biles as even though she's still active, she's one of the greatest gymnasts we'll ever see. But um, she said whenever she didn't make it, Simone was very upset about it because Simone knew that she was good enough and you know they, they roomed together, so they thought they were gonna be on this journey together. Um, anyway, if you've seen Athlete A on Netflix, Maggie is actually Athlete A. I've seen it before and highly recommend it if you want more detailed information. Um, Following her cut from the team, she chose to focus on competing collegiately. However, that season was cut short due to COVID. At the time of her interview with Elle Magazine in 2020, Maggie was considering careers in both coaching and sports broadcasting. In August of 2016, Rachel Den Hollander complained that she was sexually abused by Nasser when she was 15. Rachel's victim statement was over 35 minutes long, but here's a small excerpt of her statement. I realize you have many factors to consider when you fashion your sentence, but I submit to you that the preeminent question in this case, 
as you reach a decision about how best to satisfy the dual aims of this court is the same question that I asked Judge Neff to consider. How much is a little girl worth? How much is a young woman worth? Larry is a hardened and determined sexual predator. I know this firsthand. At age 15, when I suffered from chronic back pain, Larry sexually assaulted me repeatedly under the guise of medical treatment for nearly a year. He did this with my own mother in the room, carefully and perfectly obstructing her view so that she would not know what he was doing. His ability to gain my trust and the trust of my parents, his grooming and carefully calculated brazen sexual assault was the result of deliberate, premeditated, intentional and methodological patterns of abuse Patterns that were rehearsed long before I walked through Larry's exam room door and which continued to be perpetrated, I believe, on a daily basis for 16 more years until I filed the police report. Larry is the most dangerous type of abuser, one who is capable of manipulating his victims through coldly calculated grooming methodologies, presenting the most wholesome and caring external persona as a deliberate means to ensure a steady stream of young children to assault. In September of 2016, Nasser was fired from MSU after a story of alleged abuse going viral. In November of 2016, Nasser received 21% of votes to elect him to the Holt School Board. Time out. So, two months prior, he was fired from Michigan State University. He was fired because of a viral story about his I mean, we had to say alleged, but at this point we know it's 2021, it wasn't alleged. He was fired over abuse in September 2016. And then in November 2016, two months later, he received 21% of votes to elect him to a high school, Holt High School, correct? Yes. A high school board. Once again, I don't understand how people weren't aware or chose to turn a blind eye, but go ahead. Two weeks later, Nasser was charged with first-degree criminal sexual conduct with a minor under 13. This charge was referring to Kyle Stevens, who was the daughter of a family friend. The abuse began when Kyle was only six years old, according to Esquire.com. So Carly was the one who established this timeline by doing her research, and um, I filled in some holes <clears throat> so I went to the Esquire uh, article and they had a link to an NPR podcast hosted by Lindsay Smith. And um, this will be my second time saying this. Not that everything we've discussed already isn't, you know, extremely disgusting and infuriating and wrong. But this is where it painted a very vivid picture for me. So, um, Kyle revealed that Larry would rub his penis against her feet, slip his fingers in her shorts, and masturbate in front of her. Apparently, when she revealed this secret to her parents at the age of 12, like I said, the age of 12, it started at 6, it went on to the age of 12, so 6 years she allowed this to go on. And when I say allow, I'm not blaming her, I'm just saying... At six years old, you can't exactly comprehend that it's wrong. So around 12 years old is when she realized maybe something isn't right. She revealed the secret at the age of 12, and um, her parents weren't exactly sure if she was telling the truth. They chose not to go to the police, 
but they went to a child um, psychologist instead. I didn't write this in the notes, but Kyle said even the psychologist creeped her out. She didn't really have any allegations against the psychologist, but she didn't even feel comfortable around that person. In December of 2016, Nasser was charged with possession of child pornography. In January of 2017, 18 women came forward filing suit against MSU, USA Gymnastics, Twist Stars, and Nasser. The lawsuits state that Nasser abused them and that the investigations that took place internally were not sufficient. Nasser's medical license was suspended at this time. In February of 2017, nine more girls came forward against Nasser. In March of 2017, USA Gymnastics President Steve Penny resigned. In July of 2017, Nasser pled guilty to child pornography charges. In October of 2017, Michaela Maroney and Allie Raisman, Olympians, came forward alleging that they were also abused by Nasser. In November, 2017, Olympian Gabby Douglas alleged that she was also abused by Nasser. In November of 2017, Nasser pleads guilty to first-degree sexual assault. In December of 2017, Nasser was sentenced to 60 years in prison for the child pornography charges. In January of 2018, Nasser was sentenced to 175 years in prison on sexual assault charges. 156 women made statements during the hearing, including Simone Biles. Um, so those 156 women making their statements, that took a total of four days. And um, before that happened, he wrote a letter to the judge. Well, I'm not sure if he addressed it to her or if he addressed it to the media. But um, he claimed that he didn't think sitting through four days of that would be good for his mental health. Sexually assaulting a hundred, over 200, 300, however many women he sexually assaulted is not good for their mental health. Period. In May of 2018, Michigan State University paid $500 million in settlement to the 332 Nasser victims. In August of 2018, Nasser was transferred to Coleman U.S. Penitentiary in Florida, and then he was assaulted by inmates. Damn straight. <laughs> in October of 2018, Steve Penny was arrested on grounds of tampering with physical evidence. He removed documents with, quote, the purpose of impairing the ongoing investigation by destroying them. In April of 2019, Twistars paid $200 million to 200 alleged victims. So I want to add in, um, I don't know if Carly realized this, but while I was doing the research and I forgot to add it to our notes, um, John Geddert, who was the owner of Twistars and the coach there, eventually became a coach for um, US, USA Gymnastics. And he had allegations of his, his own besides just, you know, fostering that environment of abuse at his gym. 
So according to ESPN, <clears throat> investigators say that former Olympic gymnastics coach John Geddert sexually assaulted a 14-year-old and routinely abused his gymnast physically and verbally, which led multiple gymnasts to commit suicide. I'm sorry, to attempt suicide. He was charged with 24 felonies, including human trafficking and assault. A few hours later is when he committed suicide himself. In June of 2020, lawsuits were filed against USA Gymnastics and the U.S. Olympics for not taking action when told about Nasser's abuse. Lawsuits came from Biles, Raisman, Dancer, and Maroney. According to Heavy.com, Larry Nasser is now 56 years old and is in USP Coleman Prison, which is a high-security prison in Florida. Steve Penny, former USA Gymnastics president, for an article written on Distractify.com, is currently awaiting trial in Texas on a third-degree felony charge of tampering with evidence. Um, one thing I'd like to add before we switch to the crime of the week are the words of Judge Rosemary Acalina after hearing Rachel, um, what was her name, Den Hollander? Yes. Rachel Den Hollander's victim statement, and we're going to put in a clip here. I want you to know that your words and the right words, you didn't just build a file. You built an army of survivors, and you are a five-star general. <laughs> Your demands for accountability and change are happening. Your words, your army, tells the world that these girls, all of you and all of the others who you've mentioned, who I've mentioned, who I think every survivor has mentioned, the concern for all of those other ones who have to be out or who will in the future be abused, that they are worth something that they have a voice for a shining example. So, um, like we said in the beginning, this is a very extremely detailed case with lots of allegations, lots of um, survivors. Um, like Judge Akalina just said, we no longer consider them victims, we consider them survivors. Um, and there was just a lot of details. There was a lot of different things um, revealed during the trial, a lot of victim statements. Um, like we said, it took four days just to get through the victim statements. Um, so we couldn't touch on everything, but I wanted to go over this or bring this up because like I said, the, the Olympics are right around the corner and I just watched the um, Olympic trials for the gymnastics team the other day and they all killed it and we always have a really good gymnastics team but one of the things that stood out to me was Simone Biles like I said she is one of the greatest that we'll ever see and she just continues to get better and better and better and obviously she's more than her athletic ability but the fact that she continues to like persevere and set examples for others and just survive through everything she's been through um, in addition to all the other girls I just think is extremely brave and admirable so um it was just fresh in my mind and i thought it'd be a different thing for us because normally we do murders <laughs> um the next thing we have is the crime of the week 
Um, and it's not really a crime of the week, but it's kind of an update. As many of you all know, um, I'm not going to be unbiased here. Bill Cosby is a creep. And he was released from prison this week. How you feel about that? Um, I don't like it, and I hope he goes back immediately. Immediately. So, looking at CNN.com, it says that Bill Cosby was released from prison Wednesday after Pennsylvania's highest court overturned his sexual assault conviction, saying the disgraced actor's due process rights were violated. Um, the, stun the stunning decision in the case of the man known as America's Dad reverses the first high-profile celebrity criminal trial of the Me Too era. Um, the panel of Pennsylvania State Supreme Court judges said in their opinion that a former Montgomery County District Attorney's decision to not prosecute Cosby in 2005 in return for his deposition in a civil case was ultimately used against him at trial. So, basically, he was released on a technicality. And this was something I had to mute on Twitter this week because I'm extremely disappointed to see how many people are, like, celebrating this. What? Like, this is some kind of win. Because you know how everybody's like, F the justice system. It's flawed, whatever, especially against black men. Um, this is a victory. No, it's not a vic victory. Like, I don't care what race you are. If you are a creep... If you are a racist, especially when you admit to drugging women, I don't care who you are, that's not okay and that's not right and it's not a win for, um, it's not a win for anybody. It's not a win for men who were um, wrongly accused. It's not a win for black people who are screwed over by the justice system. It's not a win at all. It's a slap in the face to people who have been raped and sexually assaulted. Let me just say, if you are found guilty for sexually assaulting women, you don't get out on a technicality. Sorry. Let's not do that anymore. When you are, once again, a very powerful man with lots of money. Of course. Anything can happen. Well, I know what I'm going to be when I grow up. <laughs> A rich man? Yep. <laughs> um, I saw two tweets that stood out to me. The first tweet before I muted Bill Cosby because I don't want to see anything about it again um, was from Mark Lamont Hill. And he tweeted in all caps, Bill Cosby is not innocent. He has not been exonerated. His release means that Cosby, a sexual predator, was incarcerated within a criminal legal system that has as little regard for its own rules and procedures as Cosby does for his victims. So all these people yell and say, saying, screw the justice system, blah, 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 blah. Now all of a sudden you want to trust a group of people in Pennsylvania who overturned the decision? Yeah, we're still screwing the justice system. Yeah, okay? like, is it one way or is it, you know, is it black, is it white? Is it one way or the other, you know? Like, I understand there's a gray area sometimes. You, sometimes we get victories, sometimes we don't. But, like, you can't shout, screw the justice system for... Okay, there's no gray area with Bill Cosby. Like, ten years. Get in jail and shut up. And then all of a sudden be like, oh, they finally got it right. That's not the way it works. Um... And another tweet that stood out to me was from Rachel 
Den Hollander, who was one of the survivors, um, one of the Larry Nassar survivors and one of the victim um, statements that really made an impact on the trial, um, which goes hand in hand in what we just spoke about. She said, as a survivor who has been through the criminal process and at the mercy of the system, this is why our system needs deep reform. This is not justice. This is rape culture. To the survivors, we believe you, we need your voice, and we are with you. Um, so yeah, I mean, everything I want to say right now isn't really, not that it isn't appropriate, it's just a, a broader topic that probably shouldn't be discussed on a true crime platform. Um, probably more of like a social justice or whatever, but like, Everybody has right to their own opinions, but I just don't. Okay, yeah, but. Especially when it's women. Like, it, it's been more women than men, to be honest. Yeah. That I've seen, like, they finally got it right. They freed they freed America's dad, you know, Jello Pudding Pops, Cosby Show. Like, who cares? The show wasn't even slapping like that. No. And and here's the thing with all the people talking about it being a victi vict victory. Yeah. Um, we have a guest right now. I just caught it. Our cousin is in town from South Carolina, and she's trying to distract us. So forgive me if I sound distracted. But, like, everybody's saying that, you know, the, the justice system screws over black people, especially black men, blah, 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 blah. Bill Cosby doesn't even like other black men. <laughs> he hated rap. He hated hip-hop. He hated um, any time your pants went a millimeter below your waist. He hated when you didn't wear a belt. He constantly talked about the younger black generation. So I don't understand how this is suddenly a victory for people. But anyway, not gonna get fired up about it right now. Um, like I said, we have family in town and I won't talk about it too much, but last year we um, talked about our uncle and raising money for his GoFundMe. And um, we lost him this week, and I just wanted to say that there is another GoFundMe for his funeral expenses and any other unexpected expenses for his wife. So we'll add the link to um, our post, and uh, we'll really appreciate any donations. And if you can't donate, um, please share it and just send up a prayer, um, some love for his family. and. Um, that's all we have for this week, right? Yep. Um, I don't really know what we're going to be doing next week. We need to kind of update our calendar, but you'll know by, what is it, Tuesday when you start promo? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you'll know by Tuesday um, what we're going to be talking about. I'm sure it's another serial killer or a murder, so. Right. Um, but anyway, that is all we have for today. So, talk to you next week, honey. Paula, Lady Flamingo.